Two drinks in a mile. Cheese. Welcome to another episode and another year of Two Drinks Cinema. We are two brothers reviewing movies, two drinks at a time. Hello, Brett. Hello, Lee. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy Groundhog Day. Because if you are listening in the Northern Hemisphere of the world, or not the Northern, the Western, are we in the Western or the Eastern Hemisphere? Um, If you are listening in the... America. Not Australian East or West Hemisphere of the world. It is actually Groundhog Day. We're Western. No, we're, we're Eastern. The sun Where's rises. The, the sun rises on us earlier. Does that so, make us the Eastern Hemisphere? East, so that yeah, well, we're beyond where the, the sun rises. rises. <laughs> yeah, according to America, we are. I've spoken to some American people that cannot fathom time zones. I they're weird, but anyway, or. The fact that it's winter there while it's summer here, which is the well, case that's just science on Groundhog Day, because it is winter for you lot in the northern hemisphere, and it is actually the February second Groundhog Day. Hopefully, Bill Murray is not in your town tricking women into sleeping with him. Mm-hmm. Which we will get to. Uh, there are going to be, before we go on with too much of a Groundhog Day, there are going to be some new things for Two Drink Cinema. Uh, and so we will have four streams of Two Drink Cinema, yes. one of which is anniversary stream. Uh, and so this is the anniversary of Groundhog Day from 1993. Yeah. 30 years, 30 years ago. It's a classic. You might also notice that it is uh, the third year of Two Drink Cinema, so we're in our third studio. Yeah. Fourth? (laughs) Third. Fourth. Fourth. Because we started in my other home studio. That's It's a fourth. Then went to your place. Then then went to my garage. Now Now we're in in another room. My now home studio. Yeah. And we're on other sides. So. And we're not, this is it. Um, we're We're not moving again. Well, until we get enough money. Until we get enough money to have an actual studio. Yeah, yeah. So this is studio number four, year number three, format number four. Um, yeah. So. Well, like change things up, keep you on your toes. Don't want you to get complacent. No, or bored. Yeah. And we want to be special. Lots we of wanna... people just talk about movies every week for years and years and years, Margaret yeah. and David. Yeah. They never changed but... the format. No. Nah. Look what happened to them. Yeah. Cancelled after 30 years. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of 30 that's years... That's not boring. That's irrelevant. 30 <laughs> years since Groundhog Day. Um, and so we've got a cocktail for Groundhog Day, which we do because we are to drink cinema. We drink. And we have a drink each. So yeah. this is what, my brother? It's a what's-his-name um, Phil I've made up. It's a Punxsutawney Mule. Punxsutawney <laughs> Mule. Okay. So it is American whiskey. Yep. Jack Daniels, because he drinks that out of the bottle in the movie, which yep. we'll get to. Sweet vermouth. Okay, which Andy likes. Uh, lime juice. Which is the twist. And ginger beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Australian ginger beer, though. Well, yeah. Best ginger beer in the world. Yeah, there you go. So we're going to rate this after we taste it. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Sorry for the sounds of the metal straw almost on the glass. My, almost chipped my tooth on a straw. That's fine. Listeners, you missed our little pre-show where I put my drink in front of the camera and then couldn't work out what this <laughs> big steel, big shiny object was in the middle of our shot. Um, it was much taller. That's tall. good. That's good. Even with American whiskey, that's good. No offence to our American listeners. Yep. Out of five, we score our cocktails. Uh, maybe a three. Three and a half for me. Okay, we'll do a three and a half. That's the best score it's going to get for any category. Well, quite possibly. Although, the other rest of the A for Archie, Cube's Nero that we score it on is how alcoholic the movie is. So the Archie, Cube, De Niro scale is how we rate every movie that we watch for Two Drink Cinema. Uh, And if you get in contact with us on the socials, we can give you a little scorecard of your own. Mm. So you can score any movie that you watch and tell us about it. And so also you can have it so you know it when we talk about it. Yeah. 
The A of Archie Q. De Niro, who is our mentor and guide and may or may not be related yep. to Robert, is A for alcoholic. Mm. And the cocktail score goes in there, but also how alcoholic the movie is. Uh, and we both noticed that he says, can I have one more of these with booze in it? Yeah. Early in the film. Uh, he drinks a bit. I assume right. the first one had booze in it. Yeah, but not strong enough for him. He I wanted think, more. Because he's a bit of a dick. Yeah. Um, so there he is a bit of drinking. A bit. Yeah. And it's also because he loops the same thing over and over again about ordering her drink and thing, that they drink the same drink a bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he gets very drunk with those two local hicks. Yes. That is, I did kind of laugh at that. The main bits I laughed at in the movie were not Bill Murray. I can't remember when I laughed, which is sad because I think it was probably only about three times. Well, it's also sad because it is a comedy. Apparently. Yeah. The I did laugh at the scene they had where the two local hicks are very drunk and oh. weren't going to drive and then fell over. And then I didn't I, laugh so much when Bill Murray got pulled over by the cop. I laughed... Um, when he goes for the piano lesson and then the teacher kicks the girl out that she yeah. was already given a lesson to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought, would he go... Oh, the other bit I laughed at was like, Ned, and then just punches him in the face. Oh, yeah. Bit of slapstick. He would have wanted to punch him in the face. I thought about the piano lesson. Would he have gone back at the same time the next day or would he have gone back an hour later so he, he did, she didn't have to kick the other girl out? Yeah. He's a bit of an asshole, so maybe he went back well, the same he day. Care. But then also it depends. Um, time time is doesn't matter in this movie. But it does because he's got to be somewhere to catch the kid that yeah. falls out of the tree, somewhere yeah. to trick a woman into having sex with him, somewhere yeah. to trick another woman. Somewhere to have a piano listen, somewhere to learn how to ice sculpt. Somewhere, somewhere to, to learn something else. Somewhere to do this, somewhere maneuver. to do that. Somewhere to do the news report. Somewhere to, it's He does ends up doing a lot in one day. Yeah. It doesn't quite add up for me. It seems to be a long day as the day goes along. Yeah. He as wakes the movie up at 6 a.m. You don't true. know when he goes to bed because sometimes the, sometimes the day ends at 12 and then he wakes up the next day. Yeah. And then other days he's there all night and he wakes up the next day. And then some days he gets into bed at 4 p.m. Yep. And still sleeps all the way through till 6. Yep. Doesn't wake up at all during the night. No. That's a question for the end I've got that's come up. Mm. So he tells the story with those guys at the, at the drinking at the bowling alley as well about how he was having pina coladas on the beach yep. with that woman. Uh, why couldn't that day be repeated? Because you're an arsehole and you don't deserve a nice day to be repeated. Yeah, well, I have a lot that's of questions the point of the about movie. this whole movie. The point of the movie is it's repeating until he stops being an arsehole. I thought it was repeating until he slept with Andy McDowell. Well, that's what I, I wonder if that's what he has taken from it yep. rather than the lesson we as a viewer should take is stop getting stuck in a loop of being an asshole and yeah. you might get on. Yeah. But maybe he thinks I got given this extra day so I could learn how to trick Andy McDowell into sleeping with me. Yeah. That's Bill Murray's lesson. I'm not saying his character name, one, because I sometimes don't remember it, and two, because Bill Murray just plays Bill Murray. Yes. What else is alcoholic in the movie? He drinks Jim Beam. He drinks. They drink at a party or a, a dinner or something, and he's at the bar. And then yeah. oh, there's the Groundhog Party, but he stays in the bar early on. Yeah. Then they all go to the Groundhog Party later. He drinks while watching Jeopardy. Yes, that's when I'm sure he's drinking Jack Daniels yeah. out of the bottle. Yeah. Um, and the old people are very impressed. They go to that Germany-type place, I assume, because there's the big steins of yes. beer. Yeah. So there's it's a fair bit alcoholic. It's a fair bit of alcohol. Um, Maybe three and a half. But does it count as lots of alcohol if it's the same alcohol at the same time each up, day? Does he wake up with a hangover? Like, if he got shit-faced drunk, Which he would did. he wake up with a hangover? Or is it just like, start anew? He wakes up. Because his hair doesn't grow. He doesn't get older. And we, yeah, he doesn't age and his hair doesn't grow. That's a question. How long is it? Well, years. Because there's the, the rule of mastery is 10,000 hours. Mm. 
and he has mastered piano, French, ice sculpting, mm. vehicle maintenance. Yep. That's just changing a tyre. So maybe that's 1,000 hours. Building a snowman. Building a snow. That's simple. Everyone in Philadelphia can build a snowman. Yeah. Pennsylvania? Th- wherever. Punks are 23 things. 30,000 hours. But if he only does it for one hour a day, that's 30,000 days. Yeah. That's like 10 years. That's not right. No. That's, that's like, a thousand yeah, years. That's a hundred. hundred yeah, years. hundred years. He's not there for a hundred years. No, I reckon it's about... You couldn't keep track because it would jump, it would jump, yep. and he'd be doing this. Yeah. Then he'd be going, oh, I'll try get out. Oh, no, I won't get out. I'll try you sleep with Andy McDowell. Then he'd wake then up he'd again. Then he'd do this. Then he'd do that. Then he'd do this. Then he'd do that. So you couldn't actually keep track of no. how and long I think, it went. I think they've probably done that deliberately. Yeah. Well, I guess most things that people write in a screenplay, particularly Harold Ramis, like he's written a couple of movies. He, it's not your best, Harold. No. But he knows how to put something deliberately into a script. Yes. I'm going to give it, on the alcoholic scale, a 3.25. Okay. Well, Is I'm that what you were going to give it? To a 3.5. Okay. Because that's what I was going to say. Now, the R of the Archie is representation. Moving on. Z- well, there's a black bartender. Was there? Yeah. Well, I didn't even notice him. No offense. The waiter's gay. The waiter's gay? Yeah. When he's going through that scene and he's like, I know this about this person, I know this about this person, I know this about this person. And Andy McDowell's going, what the fuck are you doing? He goes, this is her, she's from here. This is him. They're getting married, but she's having cold feet. And then he goes, this is blah. He's the waiter. He's gay. I missed that. Yeah. So there's one gay in the whole village. Yeah, but punchline. I think the lesbian couple that he changes. I think the old couple that he changes the tie for are lesbians. You reckon? Because when she flirts with him, the other woman gets very jealous. Oh, mm. okay. So there's one gay and there's one closet lesbian in this town. Okay, That's which enough. is still not worth a point. Um, and a but black there is, guy. Yeah, I'm gonna say a zero. At one point, I was watching it with Shane. At one point, Shane goes, there's one black guy there in the crowd at the party. And I said, no, I think he's just tanned. And then the shot changed and it was a white man just in the... It was just oh. white. <laughs> it was just that he wasn't as well lit as the other characters. We were hunting for people of colour at that point and still couldn't find any. Yeah. Zero. It was, even, the, yeah, oh, it was, even the snow was white. Ugh. Zero. Big fat zero for representation. Get your shit together. Another zero... It's 1993. You can have black people in movies. Yeah, Dave Chappelle was in Robin Hood, Men in Tights. That was in 93. That was a very random reference. And that's coming up later this year, so stay tuned. Um, It's... Yeah, there were black people in movies in the 90s. Yeah, cool runnings. Wasn't Terminator? On a Terminator 2 has that... (laughs) Yeah, that's the 90s though. Yeah, Yeah, but that was later 90s. Or was it 93? Well, Eddie Murphy might have made a few movies in the 90s. Yeah, true. He made a couple in the 80s, which was even before this. There you go. Yeah. Black people are in Sydney Potier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about him. Gone with the Wind we did last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which you can get on our Buy Me a Coffee, which is a thing I'm going to announce later. Cry is the C of uh, Archie Q. De Niro because I'm notorious for crying in movies, but I did not in this one, as people may or may I not be surprised I think I've said this about by. a movie before. Some tears, some like tears came out when I yawned. Oh, I thought you meant, I thought you were going to say some tears came out when the credits rolled in joy. <laughs> no, I yelled at the thing because oh, I didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. So yeah, it's a zero for crying. There was no crying moments. And then I was like, is it meant to be cry? Is it meant to be sad at some point? Because it's not like, I don't know if we're meant to feel sorry for him, but I certainly did not. I did not. Even He's an that- asshole and then he uses it to, his own advantage. Even the depressed, depressed bit where he kills himself eight times in a row, which I didn't remember at all. Which he only does. So this is what, right. He was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Then he yep. went, oh, I can use this to trick Andy McDowell into sleeping with me. Yep. I'm happy about this. Then it was like after trying and trying and trying and trying and trying, she wasn't going to do it. Then he was sad. Yeah. Problematic. Yeah. 
I Zero might for rant calling. about it in the entirety. Yeah, yeah I've seen your notes. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, zero for crying. Yeah. We're not off to a good start in the scores this year, 2023. Groundhog Day. Uh, horniness, but this might score well. Yeah, apologies for choosing this movie. Um, the H for he Archie. is horny. But in such a sleaze way. Yeah, even with that Nancy woman as well. I thought at the start, because... Roland Shit, who I can't remember his actor name. Chris, Chris Elliott. Elliot. Yeah. Who gets fuck all Chris jokes. Elliot? Yeah. Yeah. He gets fuck all jokes. He's yeah. a funny man. He's a funny man. Gets a shit script. Yep. Nothing. Why cast him? Yep. Why cast someone so funny if you're gonna if his jokes are gonna be bad jokes? Yep. Here's the worst script for any character in this movie. And that's saying something, because Andy McDowell is shit. I'd but not she's fan. got some good lines. Not a fan. She's got some good lines. Chris Elliott has no good lines. Ned Ryerson, is that he's his name. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good script. That somebody could make that funny. Yeah. But Chris Elliott has comedy chops, as we know. Scary Movie, Shit's Creek, but gets stuff all. Yeah. Scary Movie Two. Scary Movie Two. Yep. He's my strong hand. He's That's my in case people hand. don't know who we're talking about. Yeah, I think for the horniness, it's a high score. I feel like at the start though, half the movie is about him trying to get laid. Yeah, at the start though, when Chris Elliott first pointed out Andy McDowell, he didn't seem interested. But he did. There was like a look of, "Oh, she's hot." No, but I can't see her torso on the blue screen. Um, it was a. I thought at the start, I'm like, "Oh, Bill Murray's not going to be sleazy to Andy McDowell." And then I literally wrote in my notes, I take that back. Yep. Um, sleep well, Mr. Connors. She says, he says, no, I slept alone. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, Gobbler's Knob. The place <laughs> is called Gobbler's Knob. I was like, which, are we in the gay portion of our pod- podcast or what's going on? Yeah, Gobbler's Knob was actually the porn parody of Groundhog Day. They just <laughs> skipped the the punks are tawny, which even that can sound... Dirty. There's some Groundhog Day, like Mound Dong Day. Mound Hog Day. Mound Hog Day. Mound. And Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> Gobbler's Knob. Men.com, if you're listening. <laughs> There's your parody. What's that? Never 30 year anniversary. Because uh, my thing is, he's so horny that he does use it to pass the time. And yeah. never gets tired of it. Of sex? Yeah. Even if he's had it for what we thought a hundred years, a hundred years of sex. <laughs> with but Nancy. does he get laid? Does he, he has still sex with get, Nancy. keep getting laid by Nancy, and then still try at the end of the day to to get with Andy McDowell? Cannot remember Rita. That's it. No, I reckon he just tries. He just has Nancy a couple of times, and then realizes that he can use it to yep. get to know Andy McDowell because she's a harder target than Nancy. No offense, Nancy. I'm yeah. not saying you're easy. Mm, Nancy's pantsies. Nancy has no preconceived idea of him being an asshole like Andy yeah. McDowell has. Mm. So that's why she's easier. Um, the We had sex like sea otters. He said, I'm not sure about mm, that one. That's I don't, a weird line. I don't know what sea otter sex is like. Wet. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't sea otters like... Oh, God. Sea otters, like, as a couple, I think they mate for life, and then they lie on their back in the water and they hold hands, and then one sleeps and the other one holds the other one, the sleeping one's hand. Oh, maybe, so they don't drown. So they don't float away or drown or oh, go over a waterfall. Cute. Yeah, but that's not what Bill Murray has in mind. That's not what he, he does meant. not want to hold hands. I almost want to say, if, for, like, a four. Yeah, four. Because he's, he's a horny man. He is a horny man. Mm. In the Archie Q De Niro score next, we've done A-R-C-H. We have got the I next. Yeah. Insults. Insults. I can tell you what. He's quite insulting to Chris Elliott, the cameraman. He's quite insulting to every person he talks to. He's like, do, she's like, do you want to come to dinner with me and what's his name? Brian? I don't know. Do you want to... And no, I've seen him eat. And he's like... Yeah. Like, that's unnecessary. It was a bit weird. He's insulting to the groundhog. 
They're hicks. They call, he calls everyone hicks. And he's like, it's just an oversized squirrel. Which I don't think that it is. No, it's not. He's just insulting. Yeah. Um, he just He's just a dick. Hey, morons. I wrote, hey, morons, your bus is leaving. Can't remember who he says that for. Oh, the two that end up getting drunk. That he drives in the car oh, yeah, and goes yeah, on the yeah, tram yeah, tracks yeah, yeah, in yeah, a yeah. terrible scene that's not funny at all. No. This is pitiful. He talks about the town. It's how town um, is pitiful. I don't think, watching this movie, I would not say that Bill Murray is a good physical comedian. No. The bit in the driving on the car tracks where he's all like, <laughs> none, none of them are good in for the, that. In the shower when he can't work out the temperature, yeah. not funny. Stepping no, in the puddle, not funny. What was funny though, when he comes out of the bathroom and he says to the lady that runs the B&B, says, is there any hot water? And she goes, oh, not today. And then just walks off. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. Um, He insults that guy at the top of the stairs. Calls him a pork chop. Oh. Wow. When he gets up and he goes, you have to see the groundhog? The Peter Griffin looking guy. Yeah. You have to see the groundhog? And then he lifts him up. He's like, a pork chop. I don't get him. Is it a fat joke? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Well, it's an insult. Did Hugh Grant say it about Martin McCutcheon in Love Actually? No, he was the nice one. Oh, okay. Everyone else made Everyone fat else jokes. Everyone else um, There's lots of things wrong with Phil. Andy McDowell says at one point. Oh, no. Yeah. Chris Elliott says. Yeah. Because Andy McDowell says, I think there's something wrong with Phil. But I'm okay with Chris Elliott saying that. Because, because there are. There are. And also, he's been an asshole to him. So he's allowed to say one thing back. Yeah. Yeah. Insults. What? Anything else? Oh, just the whole movie is insulting to me. Um, uh, I no, no, I think, like, he's just an asshole. He says a lot of mean things. Some of them are witty. Others are just rude. He's just... Got an insulting persona. Yeah, he's a curmudgeon. He's a bit of a curmudgeon. Is Ooh, that a word? Bar humbug. Bar humbug. But the but the Groundhog Day version of a bar humbug. Where? And instead of three ghosts visit him, 3,000 days visit him. It's 3,000 women. Ooh, Ooh yuck. Well, I'm going to... Does he keep insults. the STIs from the Well, what if he got one pregnant? It just... Is that... An abor- does it abort? <laughs> We've got to edit that out for our American yeah. crowd. <laughs> I'll just beep it. Um, no, you know what I mean? There were so many... I had so many questions that went unanswered. Yeah. You could have had this movie 15, 20 minutes longer and answered more questions. Or you could have put a couple of less scenes in there that raised questions. Yes. Like catching the kid out of the tree. Yeah. And doing the Heimlich maneuver on that guy. Does that kid die a... Every other day. Well, does he die or does he just like have a fall and slip his disc and have to go to the yeah. hospital? <laughs> um, we we don't know. The thing, the question I have about the Heimlich maneuver is, he goes and gives him the Heimlich maneuver, and then the guy who's choking reacts like he's never seen Phil in his life. Yeah, the guy he gives the Heimlich maneuver is the guy that announces Groundhog Day. And applauds yes. him when he does his big speech that is borrowed from poets. Yeah. He knows him. Yeah. He's also Doesn't the guy that he steals the car from, like, another day. Like, he knows him, mm. but he acts like he's never met him in his life and just this random good there's Samaritan. A, there's a lot of holes. And mm. I'm not talking just about the one that Groundhog Also, Andy McDowell. Can't oh, no, act. that's at the end. I'll come back to my other issue with Andy McDowell's character. Not her acting. You, I'll let you rant about that. Insults, have we given our scores? I've given it a three. Okay. And a half, I'm actually going to give it. What I'm going to give it a three, two, five. Okay. For new listeners, I give 0.25s. Brett does not. I don't. I'm a half number full kind of guy. <laughs> that makes no sense. Enclosure is the E of Archie. Not Callum Archie, or the AFL player. <laughs> it's a very random reference. Uh, uh, enclosure. It's a B and B is big and he's in a small room. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think that's a. Is the enclosure the day? Ugh. He's tr- he's enclosed in the day. 
That's a one then, because it's one day. It's one day. But out of 3,000. It's one times 3,000. 30,000. I think I'm going to have to ask, is he dead, Harold Ramis? No, I'm pretty sure he's alive. I'll ask him. At my next Screen Actors and Screenwriters yeah. Guild meeting. Inside the Actors Studio with Harold Ramis. <laughs> Are we get, so Inside in closure, the Writers Studio yeah. is here. It's just he's an actor too. Harold Wait. Dream. I getting I just got him confused with Rick Moranis. Oh really? Yeah. Is Harold Ramis one of the Ghostbusters? He's one of the Ghostbusters, the one with glasses. I think he's dead. I think he is too now. Can I we have a GOO in this room. Can I ask? Oh. GOO yeah, okay. Yeah. Hey Google, is Harold Ramis dead? Please log in through the Google. <laughs> <laughs> Sixty-nine. He died. Hey, hey. Horny point. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so we have a little Google Nest Mini in the corner. Yep. Um, but, oh fuck. And yeah, and Lee has a Google phone. A Google phone. So Legal's phone has gone off, and, and it's it's, it's his phone his whole giving his whole life story. story. Um, and I think he died. Yeah, he is dead. But I think he is. He's the one with the thing. There's Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, him, and the black guy. Yeah, Harold Ramis, and in the Paul, not Paul Rudd, yeah, Paul Rudd Ghostbusters, Yeah, um, he comes back as a CGI character. So is he Kristen Wiig or Melissa McCarthy? He's Finn Wolfhard. Oh, fuck, God help him then. Jesus, mm. wouldn't wish that on anyone. <laughs> anyway, I've been watching Stranger Things. That's just another story for another time. He's, um, he's very tall now, Finn Wolfhard. The face is... <laughs> He's like nineteen. He's like eighteen years old. I'm like, he has a shit face. I'm like, <laughs> the poor kid. I'm like, I don't know what's worse, his face or fucking Will's, Will's haircut. I'm like, he's very tall, and Brett's just like, he's ugly. <laughs> Who cares if he's tall? He's ugly. Oh, um. So a, a one for enclosure. Billy Bobby Brown says he's a shit kisser. Well, it's a but he nose. agrees. His their his first kiss. Yeah. They were um, child. His first on-screen kiss, with Finn said, but it was Millie Bobby Brown's first kiss ever. Ooh, wow. Yeah. And she wasn't happy because the Duffer brothers were teasing her about it. Right um, up until they shot she's it. She's the only reason they have... Yeah. We know who they are. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, she's anyway. very good. Anyway. I'm looking forward to about seeing the, the rest season. of her career. I think so, too. Even though I haven't watched either of the Enola Holmes movies. Nah. I will. Okay, um, that's Archie. One? One for enclosure. One for enclosure. Yeah. He's also just renting, so that lowers the score. For a day. Yeah. Yeah. Chance of departure, 100%. And then the next day, it's 85%. Yeah. Why didn't he... Okay, it's like, why didn't he try and leave earlier before the blizzard? Because if I was trapped in the town... I would have been like, this town is cursed. I need to get out of the town. And he can't get out of the town because of the blizzard. So why don't you just fuck off the news get report? Get up at six o'clock. And just leave. And leave. Because do- there are some of the days where he does not do the news report. Well, I assume he does it every day. But no, you just there's one day, There's one day where he walks up to her and he's like, no, I can't do this and walks off. That's yeah. when he should get in the van and leave. Mm. And even if he leaves Andy and... Chris Elliott there. Yeah. They'll find another way back. I want to say Paul. Could be Paul. New <laughs> listeners, we're terrible with character names. Yeah. I'm just going to keep calling him Roland. Yeah. Drink. Q. Quotability. Yeah. Archie Q. De Niro. Uh, it's Groundhog Day. Again. Again. And I'm a god. I've seen that come up, but I don't oh, know if yes, people okay. say it like that. I wrote... Um, did I write anything? Funny line about eating groundhog. Nope. If you can't remember it, it's not quotable. Why didn't I write the line? Oh, if you, are you groundhog something? No, I had... Are you, oh, are you going to the groundhog dinner? No, oh, yeah. I, I had groundhog for, for lunch. lunch. Yeah. Another food-related like joke. Like, I wouldn't quote it again because yeah, it's yeah. totally irrelevant. Another food-related joke is when he says to the woman, do you ever have deja vu? And she says, I don't know, I'll have to check with the kitchen. <laughs> Oh, uh, zero. 
Zero. Quotability zero. Not quotable. Those are just two jokes in 90 minutes. Yep. The D for De Niro stands for drink. Coke. This is whether it or not is a Coke or a Pepsi movie, which is very important to us. And because we are Coke people and we are a Coke family. No, it's because Coke is better than Pepsi. You can say it. Correct. Uh, Coke is worth two points and uh, Pepsi is worth one. I have some Coke merch in here. Um, I have some Coke in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Drugs. Saving that for when we do. We do the Whitney. I want to dance with somebody. Um, Oh, how was like the guy that hosted the Golden Globes? And he said something, I want to dance with somebody, which is appropriate because we're here in the Beverly Hilton, the hotel that killed. Yeah. And part, some people are like, ha, ha, ha. Other people are like, ooh. I'm like, mm, lucky, it wasn't a lucky, hotel. Lucky your whole family's dead. He, so nobody can sue you. He had some good He had some good jokes. I thought his joke about this, we'll cover this a little bit more in our bonus episode of the month. Yeah. I think his, his joke, joke about, about Will Smith was better than Eddie Murphy's. Was Eddie Murphy's a joke? I felt like he was sticking up for Will Smith. I didn't read too much. Like I was like, ooh. I didn't find it funny. I thought he was like angry with the whole thing. Well, the host's joke, who I've never heard of, but that doesn't mean he's, he's not some good, um, was like during the break we gave Will Smith the Rock Hudson Award for oh, but masculinity. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny because that's clever. it was not, it was toxic masculinity that yeah. uh, Will Smith displayed. I like, he made another, they, apparently the start, I haven't seen it. He made a joke because when there was a lot of flack about the lack of diversity with the Holland Forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tom Cruise gave back his Golden Globes. Oh, really? Yeah, he's won some. Shocking. Um, oh, yeah, and he said, he, yeah, yeah. He sent them back and then another case, he was he was like, I, I found these out the back, so we're just going to give them out again <laughs> or something. Well, that's a smart opening. But also he, he made a, the joke about Tom Cruise. They found Tom Cruise's Golden Globes out the back. Yeah. And there was something about someone, a Scientologist actress that oh, went missing or yeah. something. That was, a, anyway. No, the joke he made about, well, no, it wasn't a joke. It was a statement. It was like the Hollywood foreign press is not very diverse. They didn't have a single black member until after George Floyd died. Mm. Mm. Which people... Apparently gasped at. I will say I did tear up at the Golden Globes. Why? When Ryan Murphy did his speech. I was like, oh, this is good. Oh, did he, he die? Was good. No, he got oh. his Lifetime Achievement Award television thing. Oh. Because they do that now. Is they that the TV version TV. of the Cecil B. Yeah. DeMille? The Carol Burnett Award. Is that what it's... Na- yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Um, and and they Hello, do, even should have the, a Burt Newton Award. They do. Named after Burt? Yeah, Burt Newton Award for Most Promising Newcomer. Oh. But he's been around forever. Well, he doesn't win the award. <laughs> the, the gold logo is the new person on Neighbours. Or well, not, yeah, yeah. well, well, home the and new, away, I guess. It's a home and away person every year until it's a actor from The Bachelor. The maths, maths. So they're all they're, they're all actors. They're all actors. Like that American Mole show we watched. Bring back mm. bloody the Australian one. That was better. Anyway, anyway, Constable Wayne Patterson. Um, D is a two because he orders a coke. He orders a Coke, and also I believe in the diner there I have a Coke fridge. Ah, okay. But hey, it doesn't need any justification more that there was no Pepsi. There was no Pepsi, so it's a two. The E in De Niro is for endurance. Yes. Um, nope. Something that's endured is people's issues with chroma key, as has been proven if you've watched any of our YouTube videos. Andy McDowell plays around with the blue jumper on the blue oh, screen. Yes. Oh, shit. And that reminded yeah. me of when I accidentally wore a T-shirt that had green on it for a Christmas <laughs> episode. And then I had to do some very clever editing to not have a see-through Nakatomi Corporation logo. Yeah. Um, so that's endured. People still having trouble with blue or green screen. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Is that nostalgia for the blue screen when we went to ScienceWorks? Was it a blue screen? I think it was blue screen those days. Now it's green. What, ha- what would happen if you did that back in the day? Back in the science works, um, we, there was a visual effects thing. Yeah. And you did a blue, a green screen thing. Yeah. What if you wore green that day? You would disappear. 
I'll just be a floating head in Eddie, Eddie, in Ernie Dingo's fridge. In Ernie Dingo's fridge, yeah, yeah. Or in the Love Is in the Air film clip. Ah, oh, that was fun. Wasn't Grandpa wearing something with a bit of blue and a bit of Grandpa disappeared? Maybe. I think it might have actually. The video's here somewhere in yeah, this room. We'll find it. Um, so we'll find it, and that'll be on our YouTube anyway, channel. God, <laughs> Brett putting on a voice. Anyway. That's a story for another podcast. Buymeacoffee.com. All right. Endurance. I yeah. don't know. Like, I didn't like the. Okay, the weather graphics looked old. Like yeah. when he was like, and went yeah. to what's on the. It looked old. Yeah, no, they're not like Jane Bunn does now. He wears a poncho, like a Mexican poncho. Oh, did he? Yeah. When? I think at one stage, he, when he went to the movies with that woman and was like, I've seen this movie now, a hundred times. Wasn't that a Western-y poncho? Yeah. I don't know. It looked, I don't know. Anyway, didn't look right to me. Um, um, I then was tricking like... Tricking women into sex has not aged well. Yeah, no, not at all. But then I also, also was like, he references, when he's doing the weather for California, he's like, oh, there's going to be an onset of gang wars. Oh, yeah. Like, well, maybe, well, I don't know about that. A couple that. of those jokes were funny, but also not funny. Like, there were the kind of jokes when he was making that weather forecast. There were the kind of jokes where you go, huh, big trees. <laughs> not funny, huh. but stepped huh. in the same puddle. Oh, we get yeah. it. It's the same day over and over again. The pressure, the thing that hasn't aged is the whole pressuring women and tricking women into sleeping with him. Really, yeah. Nowadays, that makes him look like a loser. That he has to trick women into. Well, he has sex. to basically change his entire personality. Yeah, that relationship cannot last because no. he is not like that. No, but is he now? Is that why he's out of the loop? No, I'm not convinced that he. Well, maybe. In the movie, he is, but I'm not. I'm not convinced that he is. No, he's putting it all on just to get in her pants. Yeah, and then what? They get back to Pennsylvania or Philadelphia, and he go gets his job. The home shopping network is not interested in him anymore. Mm. And so, what happens then? Uh, they break up. They go and live in the mountains, and then he gets bored and realizes he doesn't actually like her. He just thought he was she was hot, <laughs> but she ain't. She's hot enough for Hugh Grant. But and Kevin Klein, she's no. not as hot as Julia Roberts for Hugh Grant. Multiplicity in Hugh, in Hugh Grant's list of rom com women, she's at least number three. Julia Roberts, Bridget, oh, no, Renee Zellweger. I think he's done it from Love Actually. Yeah, okay. Martine McCutcheon is better looking, I think, than, than Andy, Andy McDowell. Cuda certainly. Notting Hill. What else is Notting he Hill is Sandra Bullock. In what? Two weeks' notice. Oh yeah, yeah. She's better than Andy McDowell. Does he sleep with the woman that plays Lady Mary in Downton Abbey in The Gentleman? Lost. <laughs> I, that was a lot of words that I haven't. No, I know you haven't seen any to. of it. Uh, anyway, we're not talking about Hugh Grant. Endurance. I think it's a. I think it's a two for me. I think it's a one and a half for me. Because the jokes aren't that funny. There's so much rose-coloured glasses around this movie. There is. There's a lot of rose-coloured glasses about Bill Murray's entire career. I think because he's become a meme, he's become a, essentially a parody of himself. Like his his role in Zombieland, where he plays himself, mm-hmm. is essentially a parody of all of the Bill Murray characters that he's played. Right. And so I think because of something like that, People look back at these movies and it's like, oh, it's Bill Murray being Murray. Like the, him in this and him in Ghostbusters, same thing. Same thing. He's just the only one where he's different. On Sigourney. What what they what he did was go, I'm going to go really left of center and do Lost in Translation, and then everybody freaks out and thinks it's amazing. Well, and he was good in that. Yeah, but then he just goes back to being Bill Murray in yeah. Space Jam. Oh, Space Jam, where he plays himself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, he actually does. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's the exact same character, the exact same thing. He just pressures Lola Bunny into sex. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I think that the story of someone gets stuck in a loop and having to work it out would, if that's what we're assuming the story is, because they don't explain it at all. No, um, still could be done. 
There was there was one that was done. I I can't even remember content not content warning like bad things but bad things. There was a teen movie version of it, oh, right? Oh. And this boy gets stuck in the same day, but in order to reset the day, he has to ejaculate. Oh. <laughs> So like that, the premise is the same. Is that he's isn't stuck? This, isn't this the same yeah, thing? Yeah, <laughs> it's stuck in the same day. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen it, so I don't know like if he has to trick women into having sex with him as well or not. Yeah, okay. But the the premise is still usable. I feel there's a there's something like stuck in a loop, like in a Black Mirror episode. Oh yeah, and I think it's it's set in the future. Uh, strangely for Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, and it's something like, it's a punishment. It's like a new form of pr- punishment that she's stuck in this same scenario and she has to get out. And then she like dies or something and then it resets to the start. Oh. And it's like her on a reality show of her trying to get out and then it resets again. I might have just merged to... Black Mirror episodes into one. Okay. Is that still going? I, I don't think I there's any, any new episodes recently. I haven't watched it. They could probably release the same episode again and just say, this is Black Mirror, and then just change it. They are very good. What they'll do is they'll release the same episode, but tell people there's a different ending, and so people will yeah. watch it and then be very confused and think they got the ending of the first one wrong and this is different. Because the, they'll just fuck the with people's heads. The thing that fucks with your head about Black Mirror is that it's set like in the not too distant future, and it's all very, um, like believable that this could happen. Yeah, like these friends that hook up in a video game, and the one with well, someone the in it, and they you go around and like you rate people on the spot. And oh, your yeah. rating goes down. Well, apparently, that's what happens in China. Social rating. Moving on. What would be the endurance rating? We scored that one. I did a two and you did a one and a half. Yeah, because I don't know. Nostalgia. I remember the general idea of the movie. I, I don't have nostalgia over it. was thinking, I can't remember if I'd seen this before. It's not a hugely memorable movie. It's in the um, zeitgeist yeah. enough that everybody knows so it. So I was like, that's what I was saying to someone. I was like, I know the story. But I then when I was watching it, I was like, I don't think I've seen this because I have no memory of it. Yeah. I certainly don't remember the ending. I don't even remember the ending. I watched it during the week. Yeah. They you have just... sex and they walk down the street. Oh, yeah. He says, let's live here. Yeah, fuck off. He's going to be mayor next year. He's going to be the groundhog next year. Um, Yeah, so nostalgia, like... Got issues with the groundhog. I knew the movie and I knew what it was about. That's it. But I have no nostalgia for watching it. I don't remember stealing it. I don't remember stealing the car. I don't remember... my friends watching it. um, Stealing the money. I'm going to give it a... A point five. Yeah, same. Because I knew about it. That's it. It's in the cultural. Yeah, it's a cachet. Cultural refer. It's a um, reference point. Reference point. It'll be in the bloody library of Congress for it is. cultural significance. It is. Yeah, but everything's in there. Yeah, it's like Disney Plus. Every movie's on there. Groundhog Day is a saying. That's impact. Which is it does the have eye of eye, De Niro. Yeah, it does have impact in that. Ground- it's now a thing of uh, deja vu is Groundhog is Day. It's Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day was already a thing in America, but now yeah. the rest of the world knows about it and the rest of the world uses this movie to reference something repetitive. Yeah, it's Groundhog Day again. Again. And it's not like it made Bill Murray's career or Andy McDowell's career or Chris Elliott's career. Well, what's she or- done since? She peaked in the yeah. 90s. And the guy that plays the mayor, or not the mayor. The groundhog man. The groundhog announcer. Yeah. Didn't elevate him because he plays the same thing every yep. forever. Yep. Um, Impact, I'm going to give it a two and a half though. 
because of the reference of no one seven five for me. Okay, because it's not that in the context of a ninety minute movie. Well, I suppose, shit. I suppose. Um, yeah. Okay, rewatchability. I wrote something for rewatchability. Yeah, I wrote. I hope I never have to watch it again. <laughs> I won't, by choice, watch this movie. But if I was with someone and they were like, well, let's watch Groundhog Day and for some reason I had to watch it, I hope that never happens to me. Because if that was, I don't know, I don't know, that's... Is no, it? If it was not my friend who's, we, who's suggesting that of me. Have we talked about this on the podcast before or did I hear about it in a TikTok? It was someone said... If we went on a date and you said this was my favourite movie, that would be the end of the date? I said, I think I said that. <laughs> no, it was... Oh, what was it? A- so if this was one where it was like a Netflix Netflix and chill scenario and they yeah. suggested and they Groundhog said, Day... Oh, we should watch Groundhog Day. I'm like, well, can we just... Flaccid. Let's... Out. <laughs> end. Oh, not even... I'm out. Not even can we skip to the chill. Just see you No, later. I'm like, I, this isn't going to work. I'm okay. sorry. All right. Yep, that's fair. That's so how that's... I'm ranking rewatchability of things, <laughs> is it? How, how much at Netflix and chills? That's a zero for you then. Rewatchability is is, is a zero. Okay. I, I I think I might watch it again. It didn't defend me, offend me. It I won't wasn't... watch it again. I would I would watch other movies again. Not this. <laughs> That, that's a dumb sentence. You know what I mean? Like I will, av- I would purposely avoid watching this movie again. Yeah, I it, think it could yes. have been a All lot right. better. I'm going to give it a zero point two five then. Okay, um, because I might watch it again if someone suggests it. Yeah, but there's actually so much content, and this is why when people say to me, I would rather watch two episodes of season one of Survivor than this. Well, that's not a smart thing. I would watch that anyway. <laughs> yeah, but that no, but that's I've, the point. Like, have I have I made the point that I really didn't like yeah. this movie clear yet? There's so much content, so many movies, so much TV to watch that there's no point watching something you don't like. No. And that's why when people say, Oh, this series, I'll just give it a couple of episodes. No. Yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, we watched we'll 20 to watch Wednesday. Watch twenty nah. Apparently it's a comedy. I'm not going to watch season two of The White Lotus. I did because I felt that I had to. Well, mm, I, but I, I did really like the first season and you have to stick it out because it always builds to something. Yes, but you can tell from the start of that that it's going to just kind of follow these people and shit happens. Well, that's the whole idea of the show. Yeah, but I didn't like the ending. And of the so, first season. Of the first season. So I'm like, I don't need to watch season two. Because I've got so many other things to watch. Yeah. I'm like four years behind. Oh, no, I'm watching Total Control, the Australian show that was released four years ago. That's how far behind I am in mm, shit. Right. Rewatchability, I'm giving a 0.25. You're okay. giving a zero. Zero. Overall is the O of De Niro. Yep. Take it away. <coughs> <laughs> the ending is stupid. You need to explain what is happening. I get that sometimes we say clunky exposition and yep. you don't have to point it out yeah. blatantly. For a movie that is this fantasy setup of he's stuck in the same yep. day, you need to, one, explain to me in some way, you don't have to have like God come down and say it, why he's stuck in it and yep. then when he gets out of it, you have to be like, oh, that's how we got out of it. Not uh, my assumption when he woke up on the next day in bed with Andy McDowell was that, oh, he finally slept with her, so now he's free. I don't, th- but I don't think they actually slept together. I don't think you need to. I didn't think I needed that explanation of how he got stuck in the yeah, loop. So, what's the point of the movie? Just to be a bit funny, but well, it, it wasn't, wasn't funny. <laughs> So what's is it trying to make a point of something? Did he go through these five stages of grief on this day? Denial, acceptance, yeah, depression, okay. anger, freedom. I don't know. You know what I mean? Was I there think some, there was was there some point of it? Was it what she said before about that? Now he's a nice guy. He's free, and that was the point of teaching him a lesson. Well, I always thought so, but. 
Is that what we just assume? Yeah, and because I'm okay with a bit of assuming. That, well, I either assume what we just said or that he... I assume that because he fucked Andy McDowell, he's he got out of the day. That was his whole goal in life. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand why you think that. The tricking into sleeping with people it made me very uncomfortable. It's not good. Um, One thing, and you've written this in your notes too, for Bill Murray, I was going to say Andy Murray, because it's uh, tennis season. Andy McDowell. For Bill Murray, yeah. it is a thousand dates with Andy McDowell, right? Yes. For Andy McDowell, it's, it's the sa- one. It's the same day. It's one it's day one for her. It's one date. And it's not the whole day. Yeah. Because he has to do his piano lesson, do his ice sculpting lesson, save the kids, save that guy, learn how to play jazz piano with that band. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, that w- that's one thing. She changes that... her opinion about him very quickly. From I don't, I want nothing to do with you. To okay, let's sleep together. Yeah. At eight a.m., you're a jerk. By midnight, it's I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And okay, this is one issue I had with the auction scene, right? Auction. Yes. There's the bachelor auction, right? Yeah. If you are suddenly in love with Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. You're going back to the big city together. Yeah, you don't need to spend You money don't on need him. to bid on him. Yeah. It's also a charity. Let someone else bid. Let one of those old motor club lesbians feel happy about buying Bill Murray. At least she got Chris Elliott. Yeah, for what? Two bits? 25 <laughs> cents? <laughs> Two bits. And he's so depressed, but he doesn't present himself well. Yeah. Chris Elliott. Anyway, that was one problem I had with the auction of Andy McDowell. Don't spend all your money. No. You also know from how the bids were going that $300 would have outbid. You didn't need $300, $315.88. You also would have known that $20 would have, or whatever it was, like you didn't need... It was up to like $80, I think, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. 100 bucks. Should have gone 100 bucks, 120, and then Nancy and the piano teacher, awkward, would have dropped out. But that's my student. That she met, he met today, today, and already knew how to do that. Yeah, Nancy met him today. Th- these women fall madly in love with him in one day because he apparently went to school with you, and he's a super. Somebody came up was to me was like, we went to English. Depending on the person, I would not sleep with you straight yeah. away. No, no. Especially if I didn't remember you. If I needed my memory seriously jogged, yeah. Unless it was a person that I probably would sleep with anyway. But then does he not... The thing as well, he didn't really freak out at the end when that last day... Yeah. He's like, he bought this money. He signed this insurance stuff with this person. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't go, oh, fuck, now I have to go through with this all. They just walk off into they the sunset. They just walk off. But also, he's got to. they've got to go back to the big city because he's not getting a job that earns enough money in Punxsutawney to pay for all of those insurance policies. Yep. Sorry, Ned the Needle. Yep. Whatever his bloody nickname is. Yep. He's signed up for everything. Yeah. And he's not going to be able to afford it unless he goes back and gets a big job. Yeah. Um, the other thing, in the entirety of the, or the, or the overall of the movie. Yep. I just don't think Andy McDowell's a very good actor. I'm not convinced she is either. It's like... She's lovely. Seen her in three or four things? No. She's lovely. She ruins four weddings and a funeral. She is an odd thing in four weddings. It's raining. I hadn't noticed. Well, that's the writing. You know what I mean, though. I think we should do a series on the worst line in a really good film. Mm. So I was thinking about today because Bohemian Rhapsody came on the radio and it made, oh, always okay. makes me think of Mike Myers yep. uh, in Bohemian Rhapsody, not in Wayne's World, even though his line in Bohemian Rhapsody is referencing Wayne's World, which is Business. what makes it shit. Uh, we, Shane watched X-Men the other day. Oh, frog. What happens yep. to frogs when they get struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. And raining, I hadn't noticed. Terrible. Shit line. My overall thing is it's just Bill Murray being Bill Murray. Yeah, uh, but in asshole form. But then it's weird. But then the other, then the problem with him was that 
because he basically changed his personality to get him to get Andy McDowell to sleep yes. with him. When he is nice, I don't believe you or that he's genuine about it at all. That's what I mean. I think it's this whole on relationship's going to fall apart. Yeah. Because he either has to maintain that yep. or he's actually changed, which I don't believe he has. Nope. What happens at 6am? Why didn't we see him stay up till 6am? That's That was another thing. He didn't try that. If I was... Exactly. Or did he and couldn't? I think... Harold Ramis and the other writer yep. brought that up in the writer's room, couldn't work it out, so didn't put it in. And couldn't work out in the in a way to end it. Yeah. Well, it I wasn't great. They just go back from Punks are Tawny. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, I will say overall out of five, I will give it a one and a half. One good thing. Actually, a one. One good thing writing that they did was give was when he was those early days of repetition yeah p- people said the same lines in response to him doing different things so the woman oh, yeah. running the B&B is like breakfast sleep well coffee and then he says different things but she still says the same thing yeah and then when he sees Ned on like t- day 2 or 3 he doesn't get the chance to say, am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. First, but then still says it a few further steps down the footpath. Yeah. And Andy McDowell and Chris Elliott have a couple of similar things like that. I like, they did that well. Yeah. In terms of making these characters, these characters are so set in their characterness that they're going to say these things no matter what Bill Murray does. Yeah. Although that was clever. Um, and I get, the concept is clever but I think it's rose-coloured glasses that makes it people think it's well-executed. Yes. 1.75 overall. 1.75? Yeah. All right. Um, I will say as well that Harold Ramis originally wanted Tom Hanks to do this, and I'm glad that he didn't. Whether he turned it down or he couldn't do it, I'm just glad that Tom Hanks didn't make this movie. Maybe he would have made it a bit better. I think Tom Hanks would have brought more breadth to the character. Yeah. And depth. Yeah. To the character. But I don't think Tom Hanks... I don't think Andy McDowell would have kept up with Tom Hanks. No. It would have made her seem even worse as an actor. Yep. But Tom Hanks might have had a bit more clout to say to Harold Ramis, we should say this instead. Although yep. Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, they would have a good... Yep. ...rapport. Yep. Yeah. So there we go. That's All our right. thoughts. That is Groundhog Day. Yeah, for the 30th anniversary, we are going to have a break. We're going to total up the scores. We are going to get our second drink and we are going to give some reviews from the G-O-O-G-L-E. Yes. Which I can't say out loud because she'll uh, pipe up in the corner. And then we'll talk about what comes next. Yeah. Break time. Woo. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further and access some exclusive content, head over to buymeacoffee.com slash cinema. As a member, you can gain access to exclusive bonus episodes, access episodes early, buy merch, and contribute to the making of the podcast. The support of our listeners can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash cinema. Cheers. Drink cinema. All right, we are looking at reviews from Google because often there are quality lols. Yes, and I have the unfortunate task of looking at the five star reviews to oh, look at people that don't agree with me at you all. You know, what we have to do first. Oh, what was the score? The total score. The total score was thirty two point seven five out of one hundred. So it's not the worst movie we've done, but by far not the best. <laughs> by far. Not the best. It's very much near the bottom of the list. Bottom 10 for sure. But on Google, it has a 4.5 overall. Um, So I'm going to read some some five-star reviews of people that have bad taste in movies. These do not reflect the views of the Two Brothers Entertainment Corporation. (laughs) I'll try to say them (laughs) correctly. Uh, Adrian, 
I love this film. Simply brilliant. What a great plot and cast. The concept is strange, though, that Phil is caught in the same day over and over. However, it works. Bill Murray was great as Phil, and his comic presence, timing, and characteristics were on show for us to enjoy. A wonderfully funny yet poignant film. In 2020, with COVID, it seems as... It seems we are all living the same day over and over, but unlike this film, it isn't fun. <laughs> Jesus. Hang on. It isn't fun. Bill Murray killed himself like eight times uh, in this well, film. No, it's fun watching the movie, but he didn't yeah. have fun. I was confused. Anyway, yeah. I've watched this film in lockdown and it was the very best tonic to ease anxiety. Oh. A wonderfully presented film and a homage in one way to one similar made decades earlier called It's a Wonderful Life <laughs> with the great Jimmy Stewart. Bill Murray at the very best in his career here. Please watch and enjoy. Nope. I've got two one stars back to back. If that's Bill Murray's best, then that's quite sad. Ghostbusters is Bill Murray's best. A Caddyshack, maybe. I've got two one stars back to back. I didn't copy and paste the names. Apologies to whoever that's I'm right. credited. This, this movie is good. But does does hang on. This movie is good, but does not deserve anything above three stars. It is a simple idea and it is not that deep. But they've given it one they've star. Given it one star. So, so why don't you give it a three? No, they're giving it a one, but nobody else should give it nobody, higher than a three. Not even Adrian. No. Uh, and then one star. This person doesn't understand star ratings. I thought it was good, and maybe I will walk it again tomorrow. W O C H. Walk this way. Somebody else did a five-star. Akshay. If you are going through the reviews to check if the movie is worth spending the precious two hours of yours, then stop scrolling. It's totally, absolutely worth it. And I promise you that. Watching this on a bad day would be the greatest medicine ever. Don't think a second more on it. Just start the movie already. Absolutely makes your day a million times more beautiful. Lots of hope at a time when things look so grim you want to cry every second of the day. Oh, Jesus Christ. How sad. This movie works like a charm and will leave you smiling, crying, happy for the rest of the day for sure. Trust me and have an amazing movie watching experience. Wow. Akshay loves it. Akshay, when did you If you're listening, Akshay, um, when did you cry? Can you please tell me? I've got one here. It's a one star. But it's very cleverly written. You know, sometimes when you go through the Google reviews, we see people trying to be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think this one is good. Okay. Started off okay, but then suddenly got a bit repetitive starting from the oh, second day. Oh, sake. Not much else changed from that point on, and the plot was so repetitive at some points that okay. it was like I was watching the same thing over and over again. <laughs> Clearly, the writers ran out of ideas. The film also depicts gross violence with the main characters being killed in several gruesome ways. Normally, I'm all right with a bit of death, but unfortunately, this particular film has major continuity errors with characters dying and seeming to suddenly reappear again in the following Ah. scene. (laughs) Not to mention the child cruelty depicted when a girl gets thrown over a piano lesson. There is also some recurring sound mixing errors. For example, the same morning radio sound is heard again and again throughout the film. Either the editor selected the wrong sound file or the scriptwriters just ran out of things to say each morning. Oh, my God. The groundhog itself is repulsive, and I had to shield my eyes from the screen every time it was within frame. Fortunately, the female is very pretty. However, this could be too arousing for young viewers. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, the sarcasm. I love uh, it. One star. That's one great. One star. That's a great I, um, I found that helpful. <laughs> I'll give it a thumbs up. <laughs> I... Um, I did think, I wonder how long they spent choosing the song. For, I, I got, got you, babe. babe. Yeah. Because it has to be annoying, but a song that's good. Mm. Like they couldn't pick a comedy song yeah. that's meant to be annoying. But the... Like they probably went, that is repetitive and that's going to be annoying every morning. I was gonna, I was wondering how many shots they reused, like oh yeah yeah, Phil, Ned Ryerson walking Phil, up. You're late. Yeah, that was she did that once. Phil, that was only one. Ned across the yeah. street. They used, reused that. Maybe the stepping in. Oh no, the stepping into the puddle because he reacts differently each time. Yeah. 
And then he doesn't, and then some other guy does. Yeah. And then he didn't warn him, though, because he's an asshole. Yeah, well, that, did he warn him later oh, in the week? Done. The year, the thousand days, whatever we decided um, it was. Yes. Uh, listeners, I would like to sincerely apologise him for starting our year this way. <laughs> but also, if you liked it, oh, just kick the light. Um, if you liked the movie, yep, like Adrian like. and Nick Shea, please tell us why on the socials at 2 Drink Cinema. Also on the socials at Two Drink Cinema on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We don't have a Pinterest board. No, sorry. Uh, and we not, don't have a LinkedIn. We're certainly not professional enough to have a LinkedIn. And sorry, we're not on Be Real, kids. Oh. I, is that a good one? Shout out, shout out to cousin if you're listening. She's the only one I know that has it. <laughs> yeah, and she told us to add us. She told us all to add her. Um, and we were like, nope. No. I'm 35. Yeah. No, no thanks. What you can do on the oh, socials God, at Two Drink Cinema oh. is answer our trivia. Yeah. So rather than doing trivia where we quiz each other, we're going to quiz the audience. Ooh. And this is just a tagline. Yeah. So this is an alternate tagline yeah. for this movie. Yeah. And it is famous singer. Wait, she was gay? Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Drinks Cinema. Make sure you hit subscribe on the YouTube channel or on the podcast. Follow us on the socials. If you've just joined us from the uh, Rainbow Popcorn feed for the new year, welcome. then welcome. Uh, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash cinema if you would like to support us and get the bonus content that I've referenced during the episode. We'll be back next week with another film... Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Lee. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share this episode with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Two Brothers Entertainment on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay our respects and acknowledge their elders past, present and emerging. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening, happy watching, and please drink responsibly. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share this episode with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Two Brothers Entertainment on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay our respects and acknowledge their elders past, present and emerging. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening, happy watching, and please drink responsibly.